0: Alright, everybody, welcome back to the SB3V Tuesday Aftermath podcast. This is gonna be the eighth episode. We're gonna go over the week 13 games. Ninth episode. It's the eighth. Ninth. It doesn't the, matter. The seventh one didn't kick load oh, up. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. This is episode eight. Uh we're gonna go over the week thirteen matchups. It was the final week of the fantasy season moving into playoffs, and we also had two <laughs> games last night. We're not going to go over the uh, the Ravens-Cowboys game because obviously that didn't happen. So fortunately, we can't go over that one uh, because we are not at that point yet. But we still have a lot of games to go over and I have some burning, uh, believe it or not, questions for Liam. So the first game we're going to talk about is going to be Saints-Falcons. The Saints clinch the playoffs. Actually, I think they clinched it last week. No, they did clinch it. They did clinch it this time. They beat them in a narrow game. Taysom Hill with another big performance, but Drew Brees probably will be back next week. So Taysom Hill was a nice, uh, nice slow three week start. She had of good uh, backup QB use or starting QB if you did use him. Michael Thomas did pretty good again. He's getting a lot more looks, and you know us MT owners, me included, have just been waiting for this production for so long now. And Alvin Kamara also did was able to get a touchdown. I know a lot of Kamara owners were nervous about Kamara um, not getting enough production because Taysom Hill (laughs) likes to take in the ball himself a lot. But he did put up 17 points against a pretty good Falcons rush defense. Their rush defense actually uh, has been pretty good because teams usually just throw all over them. Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. I mean, Jones did okay. Ridley, not so much. Uh, But this is going to be about Todd Gurley, Liam. Todd Gurley was looking to be returning not exactly to his 2018 form but you know he did better than we expected in the season but oh my goodness has he completely uh trailed off so Liam believe it or not it's time to drop Todd Gurley and just move on from him just get him off your team
1: yeah I mean you think about it this way or the other it's just Todd Gurley's arthritis ruined his career he's probably one of the bigger what if questions that we could have had since 2018 it's awful because he looked like he was playing hurt most of this game. He was on the he was on the bike most of the game. <laughs> so it's just more Brian Hill and Eo Smith more than anything. I looked at the snap count. I think he was on the field for 20% of the game, the entire game for Todd Gurley, and it sucks because he just will he never return to that form. He might get, score a touchdown here and there but get less than 12 fancy points. I wouldn't say you can drop him, but he's definitely on the verge. If you need a waiver spot for someone, I think you can do it. But if you are at running back, don't drop him.
0: Okay, so moving on to the next game, we have Browns Titans. This was a very high scoring affair, 41 to 38. Okay. Nice. Cleveland Browns, man, they are they're a legitimate contender. Their defense, although they did not I think Tennessee has a top five offense in the league. They still got a lot of good playmakers, but Baker Mayfield is shutting up the critics. He's played much better in these last few games. Uh, Nick Chubb also, he seemed to have taken that role. Uh, we were wondering if they were going to use Hunt in the end zone like they did before he got uh, before Chubb originally got hurt back in week four, I believe. Kareem Hunt has just not been used at all by Stefanski's offense. But you know who has? That is Jarvis Landry. He's got two games in a row where he's just been balling out. Not to mention, you got to keep your eye on possibly Rashard Higgins or uh, Higgins. P- Peoples-Jones. no. no. You know, in super deep leagues, he did get that seventy-five yard bomb. I don't know, man. This this offense has come alive in recent weeks. So, believe it or not, Liam Jarvis Landry is right now a wide receiver too, and you can feel confident starting him in that position. Believe it, absolutely. Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver too. He's been playing great over
1: the past couple weeks. I remember a lot of people were skeptical of him the rest of the season. But again, it looks like him in 2018. Once again, he's been playing great, getting open, finding the end zone. And I don't know why was like, Baker Mayfield's back. No, Tennessee is a bottom five pass defense in the league, if you haven't noticed. If Baker Mayfield can torture secondary, anybody can. So I'm not aboard the Baker Mayfield hype just yet. His next two games are going to be daunting tasks. So if he does well in these next two, home against Bull Torrent, then at the Giants, we'll talk about the Giants in a little bit. I think they have a good defense. But um, I think Jarvis Landry's good. I think he's gonna be matchup proof rest of the season. I think he's fine. I think he's serviceable as wide receiver too, no doubt. But for Tennessee, we saw AJ Brown score a touchdown. He almost—he looked like he broke his ankle one play, but it looked like he just sprained it. So that was good. Derrick Henry had another dud. But the playoff schedule—it's it's coming. King Henry is about to win your fantasy fl- league. I'm telling you that right now. So we'll see what the future has to come.
0: I did forget to mention uh, Derek Henry. Yeah, I think he only got about 5 points, I believe. They just didn't use him that much. They were behind most of the game, so Tannehill was yeah, just man. passing the ball a lot. I for- also forgot to mention Corey Davis had I think 35. He went off. Um start him. Definitely look to pick him up if he's still on uh waivers, Corey Davis. Uh when AJ Brown has a hard matchup, like he I know he was going to uh there's with words out no da- the out. A.J. Brown, when he's uh, getting all the attention on the field, Corey Davis can break for some big games like we've seen. Next game is going to be Lions Bears. Lions winning off a game-winning uh, rushing touchdown from Adrian Peterson. This Lions offense—they uh, had Marvin Jones another solid game since Galladay was out. Um, and Marvin Jones, we said earlier in the season, like don't worry about him. This this offense is just so bad. Um, Matt Patricia, who we know is not there anymore, just for yeah, some reason, just runs hand the hand ball. Hand but Marvin Jones had a big game yesterday and Adrian Peterson also, I believe back to back, uh, near 20 point performances. And then talking about Chicago, there's six straight loss, uh, Matt Nagy's coaching spot. He, he is on searing coals right now. I, I don't expect the bears to, uh, to keep him. Yeah. They just need a total restart. Allen Robinson and uh, David Montgomery, really the only two players on this Bears offense you can trust. David Montgomery, I, Liam, Liam me, did. Give, give me the phone. Give me. Give me hold give, on. Give, no, no, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Calm down. David Montgomery, another big game. We know that this Bears QB situation is probably the worst right now in the NFL. It's with them and also Philly. Um, uh, but <laughs> but uh, David Montgomery, 27 points. He had two rushing touchdowns. And Allen Robinson also did fine. And yeah, that's really the Jimmy Graham was looking like an okay tight end option. He's completely stalled out. The
1: rookie tight end
0: scores. So yeah, Jimmy Graham has no. uh, definitely just drop, if drop you him. still have him on your team, definitely yeah. drop him. Talking about next week though, DeAndre Swift, he looking like he's gonna play against Green Bay. Green Bay, even though Miles Sanders didn't do anything against them, one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. But we don't know for sure if Swift is playing. Uh so AP looks like he's going to be the running back going forward if Swift is out. So, um, Liam, believe it or not, if Swift is out next week, you have to start Adrian Peterson. Before I get to that, I told y'all
1: about David Montgomery – Everybody laughed at me, saying Dave Montgomery's and all that. He's booty, yeah. Well, how about that? How about that 27-point performance? And the road only gets better from here. I don't care about the quarterback situation. If they keep giving him the ball in the red zone, he's gonna find you, get you fantasy points. So I told everybody, start him next week. Start him. All right, sorry. Um, is Adrian Peterson must start? The just put this out. No, he's not. He's four. How old is he 38? Adrian Pearson, well, he's he's, that old. he's like a grandpa in the NFL right now. He's probably one of the older, older players in the NFL. I know Green Bay's has a terrible, terrible rush defense. They did fine against Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Jordan Howard, but we'll talk about that later in the show because that was another problem going forward. But I don't think Adrian Pierce and on Johnson are going to be running backs you are going to look to benefit from this upcoming week. There's obviously better running backs If you're really that desperate and Deion flips out, you can start Adrian Peterson. But I'm not so high on him. I'm not so confident in this, this game. Again, Green Bay still has to win. It's not like they're going to just let up rushing touchdowns. And this game script, Green Bay might be up 28 nothing by the end of the first quarter. It might just be pass, pass, pass from Detroit. So I don't know. I don't think either all three running backs from must-starts in this upcoming week. Just do the game script possibility.
0: I don't know, man. Adrian Peterson has been pretty good in his last two games. And with Swift out... I definitely would consider starting him personally. And I don't think he's 38. I think he's more like 34, 30. He's not 38. Whatever, There's no results. way. Okay, moving on. We have Cincinnati versus Miami. Not really the most exciting game. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a huge uh, catch, and that's all he did. And he also did get ejected. I don't <laughs> remember exactly what he did. Um, but I wouldn't expect Tyler Boyd to do that much, to be honest, because Brandon Allen is absolutely terrible. Miami... Um Devontae Parker played okay. Miles Gaskin. Yeah, good resurgence. He got, I believe, 17 points. I think he's a must start because they just use him so much in offense when he's there. Mike Gasecki, another big, strong comeback. I know he did have a good game last week. Uh my question is about gasecki Uh let's say you have Kittle. Or your tight end just just hasn't been panning out. Maybe you're riding with, like, Johnny Smith, and, you know, he's been terrible. Mike Osecki, is he a good playoff tight end? Yeah, Mike Osecki is a great uh, fancy tight end for the
1: playoffs. I believe Miami's next three games are... Kansas City, New England, and Vegas, those teams have not been great against the pass, and even tight ends, especially in the slot. Mike Gusecki's been playing well in the slot. You saw that nice one-hat snag earlier. He got a little shaken up, but I think he's going to be fine moving forward. Absolutely, we all said it earlier. Me and Anthony were hyping him up, then he crapped the bed for a couple of weeks, and now his resurgence has come back up. I think there's other, obviously, tight ends are going to start over him, but if you want a sneaky tight end to start, it's me Mike Gusecki, and I think he'll get you at least 10, 12 fantasy points a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Talk about Miami defense uh, next week if you do have them. Drop. Yeah, I wouldn't start them. I wouldn't. I would not drop them, but I would definitely look for another options. I picked up Miami defense at the perfect time, just when I was done with Tampa defense because they've been bad in the last few games. I picked up Miami at the perfect time, and they had 14 points yesterday. But yeah, don't start any defense against the Chiefs. I don't care if it's the Steelers, the Colts, whoever. Steelers, or- I wouldn't. I wouldn't start against probably the best offense uh, I've seen in a long time in the NFL in Kansas City. So moving on, we have the Jags versus the Vikings, the battle of the two breakout waiver wire pickups in James Robinson and Justin Justin, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. Two of them both did really good, but especially Justin Jefferson, man. If you were able to pick him up. What a win for you. He's gotten back-to-back near 30-point performances. Kirk Cousins just loves throwing to him. Adam Thielen also has been much better recently. We were a little bit worried about him a few weeks ago, but he's picked it up again. And Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. uh, 24 points, I believe. But Minnesota is just chock-full of options. And Kirk Cousins, if you were able to pick him up, he may be a good backup quarterback. I did pick him up. I dropped Derek Carr, which... You know, was a bit of a, Derek Hard did end up doing really good, but I feel pretty good with Kirk Cousins, and I also have Lamar on that team. And I got to think about who I am going to play for the majority of the playoffs. I am probably going to stick with uh, Cousins and Lamar in that one league. Talking about Jacksonville, DJ Chark. Uh, some people were going to start him. I actually dropped one of my leagues, and thank God I did because he's just gets no attention on the field. Not the Chark that we saw last year. Liam, believe it or not, talking about Minnesota, Jefferson and Thielen. Are completely matchup proof, you can start them against anybody confidently.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they get Tampa Bay next week, that's another mouth watering matchup for both receivers. Of course, we're all going to lean towards Justin Jefferson, but don't take your eyes off of Adam Thielen. He's that red zone target, Jefferson is more the vertical threat down the field. Both I think are wide receiver ones, borderline t- wide receiver two is borderline wide receiver ones moving forward the rest of the season. I'm excited to see what the rest of the season it's definitely gonna make the award show a little more difficult now Justin Jefferson and James Robinson, who's gonna be the waiver wire pickup of the year, but you'll see when it comes in three weeks.
0: Okay, so moving on to my next game, we had AFC mouth AFC South matchup between the Colts and the Texans. Uh, I believe it was twenty six to twenty a game. Game losing fumble for the uh, for the Texans, resulting in the Colts win. So now that AFC South division uh, between Tennessee and Indianapolis is all tied up. I believe both teams are eight and four now. Uh, talking about the Colts side of the ball, T.Y. Hilton has been much better in the last two games he's played. Michael Pittman hasn't been. Jonathan Taylor, though, you should definitely start him in the playoffs. I am, um, you know what, he may be frustrating as all hell, but once he gets the ball, once Frank Reich, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know why he uses Wilkins. And Naeem Hines is fine, but Jonathan Taylor is easily the best back on that team. And when he gets the ball, he freaking does something with it. He had that big 39 39- Uh, yard receiving touchdown he had only think like 13 rushing attempts and he broke off for like 80 yards i know it was the texans defense but jonathan taylor was probably the best back last year in college for a reason for wisconsin and talking about houston brandon cooks uh he has been kind of disappointing the last few weeks i think he's benchable at this point he did get hurt but uh kiki cootie i believe had (laughs) as i don't know exactly how to say his name had 22 points so, Liam, believer, this isn't a Believer, not a question. This is just a question. If you're looking to pick a wide receiver, would you rather pick up T.Y. or uh, Cootie? Cutie, I don't know. It's <laughs> Kiki Cootie. Cootie? Cootie.
1: Kiki Cootie. Um, probably going to go Kiki Cootie. He stretches the field better than T.Y. Hillen does. And, again, Philip Rivers loves to spread the ball around and gets a run-heavy offense in Indianapolis. I think I know... He's just probably gonna be playing from behind a lot much, and that's why Kiki Cote is that vertical threat everybody needs. I'm gonna go with him over TY, because again, T is uncertainty, and I know Kiki Cote can deliver from that high powered offense led by Deshaun Watson.
0: Uh okay. So moving on, we have uh <laughs> we have the Jets versus the Raiders. Oh my goodness, man. These these Jets, it's just unbelievable how they find these ways to lose. Um Henry Ruggs, Hail Mary catch at the very end of the game. A lot of people thought that the Jets were originally blowing it because, you know, tank for Trevor. But it turns out that Greg Williams got fired for that. So maybe that was actually the call to do a blitz and then a one-on-one man coverage at the end of the game. It's an undrafted corner. I have no idea. Henry Ruggs is one of the, one of the fastest receivers in the game, although he does need to work on his, you know, just different aspects of his game. But... The real story of this game, Darren Waller, with probably the performance of the week, the performance of the week no doubt about it forty five points i some leagues I saw he got forty seven mm-hmm. unbelievable performance from Darren Waller. He was a breakout player last year for the Raiders, and he's probably the second best tight end option right now in the league, obviously behind Travis Kelsey, who honestly is probably like a top five fantasy player at this point yeah, we'll talk about that later. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh talking about this game though, about these Raiders, uh believe it or not, Waller is the only player you can trust on Vegas at this point. Yes, we've talked about it multiple weeks now. It's only Waller and no one else. Yeah, I wouldn't even uh Josh Jacobs. I don't know how long uh Jake is Jacobs gonna be back next week. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. And also I know I've been saying that Gruden just for some reason doesn't utilize Josh Jacobs the way he should, and he has car pass. A lot more. We were talking about Aguilar uh, a few weeks ago, but um, he hasn't really done that much uh, either. So, moving on, next game Giants, Seahawks, Giants getting the win 17 12. I'm just gonna say it the Giants, their defense is amazing. I think it's probably top eight. It's amazing uh, what they've been d- doing and um, you know, it's going to be a battle between Giants and Washington to see who is the NFC East, but I think the Giants are the best case. You know they have the easier schedule, and Giants should be looking forward because this team, you know, they almost beat Tampa. I'm not going to, like, be like Liam. I'm not a Giants fan, but I think the Giants do have something in the making uh, to be better than what they seem. Uh, talking about the Giants, though, Wayne Gallman, he didn't do anything in the first half, but he did pick it up in the second half. Alfred Morris. Uh, stole his touchdowns, which is frustrating as a Galman owner. Talking about Seattle, Russell Wilson, another bad game. DK Metcalf didn't really do much either. Tyler Lockett, nobody on Seattle really did anything. But I want to talk about next week for the Giants and their matchup against Arizona. Devontae Freeman may be coming back. He may be having a role. So, Liam, sh- uh, should you – this is a question. Should you drop – not drop Galman. Don't drop him. Hell no. Get Freeman – uh, so maybe to start or just stick with Wayne? Absolutely not.
1: You saw the past couple of weeks. It's The Wayne train is moving. It's not leaving without anybody in the, on the board. But no, Devontae Freeman might just be a third down back at this point. Wayne Gallman's still going to be a two-down early guy back. And you should start him every week with confidence. No doubt in my mind. That's what I'd like to hear
0: as a Wayne Gallman mm-hmm. owner. He was the pickup of the year for me. I snagged him at the perfect uh, opportunity. And I'm loving him. And that 's why I like to hear i didn't know for sure because Liam is the Giants fan here. he knows what 's going on in that team to say, and um, i don't
1: like back in next
0: year. yeah, so moving on, we have the Rams versus the Cardinals. This is a very high scoring game thirty eight to thirty both Woods and Cup did pretty well uh eighteen and fifteen, I believe. Uh, Henderson also with another pretty good performance. He got 15 – he got 15 it, performance. I
1: Cam Akers. I called it.
0: All, you know, pretty much everybody doing good on uh, this Rams team, and I think Higby also did get a touchdown as well. And then talking about the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, I was terrified playing him this week, uh, but I, I started him, and he ended up putting 19 points. We saw DK Metcalf get completely locked down by Jaden Ramsey, who I think is uh, the best – sec. Uh, Defensive back in the league. DeAndre Hopkins still put up 19 points. Kenny Drake, he's really been doing good lately. Another uh, performance in the teens. Christian Kirk, I think, is probably droppable at this point. I was very, very high on Christian Kirk a few weeks ago. I'm like, this man, you got to keep him. Maybe even start him every week by how good he's doing. Um, but he's just gotten duds the last three weeks. So, But I want to do want to talk about Kyler Murray. 17 points, and he's got a tough schedule going at it in the playoffs. So, Liam, believe it or not, Kyler Murray owners should look for another QB in the playoffs or just stick with Kyler Murray and just hope he does well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You should look for another quarterback. Like, it's, like I said, it's a Josh Allen situation again. Both these quarterbacks have terrible playoff matchups coming up. And it looks like Josh Allen played really well last night. Don't get me wrong. So, I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But Kyler Murray, again, that sh- nagging shoulder injury, is looking to just play every game. He threw absolutely, I don't know, what the hell ball was. That was a pick six. I was like, and again, you go into New York next week. It's an East Coast game. They play on the West Coast. Giants defense on high. It's not a good matchup to look at. I think he's still going to get you like 20 fantasy points, but it, it can be a turnover here and there. And, you know, that shoulder injury it it can hurt him later in a game. I don't know what's going to happen, but he definitely should feel much more iffy now starting him in the upcoming weeks.
0: Yeah, the Cardinals were leading the NFC West uh a few weeks ago, but man, they've stalled out. They're at 500 now. They're 6 and 6. That's a big problem uh for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray who was looking like the best one of the best fantasy QBs. He stalled out in recent weeks. Okay, so moving on to the next game, we have the Patriots versus the Chargers. Complete domination by the New England Patriots. The Patriots defense, I think, put up like 31. I don't know who started them, uh, but if you did, what a start. <laughs> Justin Herbert, I, terrible game from him. He put up four points. Um, and also Eckler and Allen really didn't do anything. I believe Eckler had 10 and Allen had 9. And talk about the Patriots side of the ball. Cam Newton did pretty well. He did pretty well, uh, but nothing really else of note. Like I said, the Patriots just don't really have any good fantasy options at this point. Um, but then, but talking about the Chargers, Liam, I have a question for you. Uh, I have Allen and Eckler on one of my teams. So which player would you trust more heading into the playoffs? Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler?
1: Keenan Allen, this next week he gets a land out. That's a great freaking smash spot. I think he's going to finish a top wide receiver that week. Falcons has been good against the run. I mean, Austin Eckler gets looked at. A lot and he got looked at 11 times this past week, playing down most of the game. But he's not the running back. They're going to run with Josh Kelly, Tromain Pope, Colleen Balazs. Like, he's more of a passing down back for PPR. So I'm going to go Keenan Allen because he, again, stretches the field and gets more yards than
0: Eckler ever does. Okay, he chooses Keenan Allen. Uh, I probably have to agree with that because his matchup next week is against Atlanta. That's that's one of the best matchups you can have. So moving on, uh, we have the Eagles versus the Packers. Jalen Hurts finally got some playing time in. He threw a nice pass uh, on, the, I believe it was a third and 18 for that touchdown. And um, Carson Wentz time as a starting QB. Man, it might be done. It's really sad to see because I've always liked Carson Wentz, and I don't think it's all on him. I think that there are a lot of other factors. Uh, I think it's part Roseman. I think it's part Peterson, and obviously I do think it's part Wentz because his play has been pretty bad this season, but I wouldn't solely base it on him. But I'm not going to uh, focus on Carson Wentz. We did that another time. Aaron Jones had a bit of a resurgence. I know he's uh, having injury problems, but he did put up, I believe, 23 points. Aaron Rodgers, though, can do pretty much good against any team. Devontae Adams had 35 points. He's the best receiver in fantasy right now. Last week, last week people were saying it was Tyreek Hill. It's Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams just gets so many looks. So talking about Aaron Rodgers, believe it or not, Rodgers can be started against literally anybody.
1: Yes, we talked about it before, he's matchup proof going forward. No doubt in my mind, he's going to drop 30 pounds for you.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree with that I've been starting Rogers pretty much uh, I'm one of my leagues I have Rogers and Watson And I feel more confident starting Rogers Over... What are you doing? What are you doing?
1: God, if you don't know We're at school And the bell's gonna ring soon And we don't find a way into the school Because Billy's a dumbass And didn't get us back in What are you doing? We can walk into the show Dude, it
0: ends at one oh five.
1: No, it ends at 1 The next period starts one? at one oh five. Okay, we have time You better hurry, boy
0: we had to do this. But, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Aaron Rodgers can be good against anybody. Okay, so moving on, we have the Sunday Night Football game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Drew Locke put, a, put up a pretty good good performance, much better than we thought. We thought this game was going to be a blowout. The Chiefs would just walk all over the Broncos. But the Broncos did pretty good. The Chiefs still ended up getting the win, 11-1 and now. Patrick Mahomes and, and uh, Tyreek Hill didn't do so great. Travis Kelsey, man. He is just, he is amazing. He is having probably the best season I've ever seen from a tight end in fantasy. He has just been unbelievable this year. But I want to talk about the Broncos side of the ball because we don't give the Broncos enough attention because they don't really have a lot of fantasy players to talk about. Melvin Gordon did pretty good. Tim Patrick, though, two touchdown catches. He is quietly... Uh, gotten in double digits in like the last four weeks he's played but nobody has him rostered because he's on Denver and like why would you roster anybody on Denver so believe it or not Tim Patrick is a great pickup option for playoffs if you need receivers
1: yeah I said I think three four weeks ago that on a waiver wire that you should pick him up if you don't already have him i think he's over he surpassed jerry judy as the wide receiver one in the depth chart and i think moving forward he has good matchups especially against carolina next week who just got named eight players on the covid 19 list but they might get off at the end of the week but tim patrick going forward is going to get you he's a red zone threat he's a big vertical guy and it's going to help you in the fantasy playoffs if you start him again not the ideal start but if you need someone to start throwing tim patrick in your lineups
0: Okay, so now moving on to the two Monday Night Football matchups. First one, the undefeated Steelers get taken down by the team without a name, and that is the Washington football team. They're tied with the Giants right now, 5-7 and seven in the NFC East. Antonio Gibson went out early. That sucks. I don't think he only got one four, 1.4 points. Terry McLaurin also did terrible, but Cam Sims did pretty well, Logan uh, and also Logan Thomas. I already picked him up in one of my leagues because in one of my leagues I have Kittle, And uh, yeah, um, Trey Burton ain't going to cut it. So I picked up Logan Thomas, uh, who had nine targets, which is very good for a tight end. Talking about Pittsburgh, man, uh, not really that much excitement. Only for Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, I think, is a top five tight end right now in the league. So Liam, I have two questions for you. I think he is. Um, Deontay Johnson is the best fantasy option on the Steelers right now. And my second question, it's the questions everybody been asking about the Steelers. Are they overrated? Are they overrated? Yes, Pittsburgh's highly overrated. We
1: saw it come uh, this past Monday night. I mean, they have Buffalo next week. They also have to face Indianapolis and Cleveland to wrap up the season. Uh, not a No three easy matchups. I think they're all in a row, too, which suck. But, again, they're highly overrated. Deontay Johnson, absolutely. He's a target hog. He's a target hog. S- my bad, Juju and Claypool. I mean, Claypool is gonna be better than Juju. I think I go Deontay, Claypool, then Juju in this depth chart. Maybe even throw Ebron
0: above Juju. It sucks to say, but is gonna be the guy going forward. That's go- that's good to hear. Deontay Johnson. I know a lot of people were dropping him. I drafted him, and I've held on to him the entire season on my leagues. It's a great feeling to hold on to him. And when you're right about that, and yeah, I agree with you. I was saying the Steelers have like the easiest schedule in football. So what now the time is it? can you. The last game we have, the Monday Night Football game, the Bills versus the Niners taking place at Levi's Stadium. The Bills getting the big win. Cole Beasley with a big performance. He had a lot of looks. Stefan Diggs as well. Josh Allen, 30 points. I know Josh Allen does have that tough playoff schedule, but that's got to inspire confidence in you to stick with him even though he's going up against those tough teams. San Fran is a pretty good defense, but Josh Allen did a great job. And then talking about San Fran's side of the ball, Jordan Reed was a great streaming tight end if you're able to pick him up. He got 12 points. Brian Nayuk, I would say, start him every single week. Raheem Mostert, though, uh, getting pretty worried about him. We saw him sharing snaps with Jeff Wilson, and Jeff Wilson was getting in the end zone much more than he was. But I'm going to talk about Cole Beasley. Um, Can he be started next week if you need a wide receiver, believe it or not?
1: Yeah, no John Brown. I mean, this Cole Beasley's production goes Scott right through the roof. Skyrockets for everybody that owns him. I would start him next week. I mean, again, Pittsburgh D, he's going to probably play pissed off. But if Josh Allen plays like I did today and Cole Beasley finds a way to get open, he's going to be a good starting option. But, again, last resort like Tim Patrick and other receivers we talked about earlier.
0: Okay, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for the eighth installment of Tuesday Aftermath. Thank you for watching, and thank you for sticking with us with the fantasy season. It's, It's playoffs time now. It's down to the nitty-gritty. Talk about you might not be on any more Saturday shows. And I do want to address this after – hold on. Um, playoff season is coming up, and I was able to make it in three – or not not definitive yet unless Amari Cooper goes absolutely off tonight because I'm playing Liam, and that's all he's got. But um, I did make it in three of the four leagues that I'm in. That's a great feeling. Um, two of those is the sixth seed, but you know what? That's what's happening. And I do want to say um, just some podcast news. I'm probably not going to be able to feature on the regular episodes anymore. Um, I don't really want to get into the details, but I cannot make it anymore at that time. So I'm just going to be appearing on the Aftermaths. But you're going to have Joe and Anthony, uh, the, the two best on the show, on Saturday. So thank you guys for watching. Liam is really in a rush right now. And have a good day and... Uh, good luck at the playoffs.
1: Yes, good luck to all. Billy announced it. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm not in a rush. I just got to get back to school because I don't feel like getting my ass kicked by my mom. Hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy tonight's game.